time to rejoin the conversation. And we are back and okay, here we go. Party politics. So, first, what is so wrong with taking a knee? And I'm gonna start this conversation uh, across the table from you with Adrian. Um, we were talking before the show and I think Adrian has probably the most interesting perspective uh, being a black guy, having played football, and been in the military, I think you probably have the most rounded perspective. Um, so I want to start that particular question with you. What is so wrong with taking a knee? Um, to me, nothing. I mean, but that's me speaking black Adrian. Speaking football Adrian, I would say I've never been in a football game where we were actually on the field during the National Anthem. We were sitting down in the locker room, getting yelled at to get all amped up. Right. They're gonna crack some heads. So yeah. And we, you know, we, we were talking about that, was it yesterday? It was 2009 uh, I was telling, Yeah, I was telling my niece because she was reading some stories that were going on over the weekend and I said, you know, it wasn't always that the players were out on the field, and maybe they need to go back to that. I mean, that would alleviate it altogether. Yeah. Because it, you know, and there, people are equating the national anthem with the American flag, yeah. and they are two separate things. So we've been obsessed with this, yeah. but so it started in 2009 when the military made a deal with the NFL. It's basically a marketing and advertising deal, mm. which is why you see soldiers and the flyers on the color guards, all that kind of stuff. Uh, in exchange for getting the players out on the field. Mm. Okay. It was a big recruiting tool for the public. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because I was with you at first, we yeah. never came out on the field during the National Anthem. Never. It was more for the, the people sitting in the stands. Yeah, you were. So, we were just getting yelled at. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to get amped up. From, from a military perspective, yeah, there is a, a great sense of pride when that song comes on. And my father was in the military. I had uncles, cousins, I mean, a ton of people in my family that were in the military. But I also was in the military. When I was going through boot camp, my bunkmate, the guy that was sleeping next to me, he was Muslim. <clears throat> so two, three o'clock in the morning, I would see him get up. Now while we're trying to sleep, he gets up and he has to do prayers. And he prayed. And he, he prayed. And to me, I think all of us were actually caught up in him because of his faithfulness just to his God. Right. We never ridiculed, we never judged. Right. And to see that we're finding selective patriotism right now, is 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 just weird. I like that term, selective patriotism. So it's 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 you know I, I saw a guy on t uh, TV burning his football tickets because the guys some some guys were kneeling, some guys were standing. Again, it's selective. It's up to you. It's your personal view. Right. And I think a lot of people aren't listening to why. They're just seeing what. Exactly. So if you can see if you if you're not listening, I mean it it, it has to take somebody of a minority uh, background to take a knee from a celebrity or, or entertainment or an athletic standpoint to get anybody's attention. Because the people that were in the, in the projects protesting and, 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 and looting and all this. No, they're thugs, they're and, thugs and, and criminals and, and drug users. They don't know any other. Yeah. They have no behavior. They have behavior issues. They don't have fathers in their home. So we found all these different reasons mm -hmm. to, to, to uh, 
demonize this, this one group. Yeah. One guy takes a knee one year and completely changes, changes the outlook of, of, of how we see sports. Now, this is the only thing we actually can come together on as a unit. Sports. Mm -hmm. I can high five you and not even know you had a game because we're, we're cheering for the same team. Mm -hmm. Right. But now to find a divisive way to, to look at it would be the national anthem and who takes the knee and who does it. So. But it was all started by some idiot that is supposed to be in charge of keeping us unified as a country. And one tweet. Exactly. That's it. Well, I, I kind of agree with that and I kind of don't because, I mean, he wasn't in office when. Kaepernick started it. It was only And way. it's been, right, Excuse but it's been going on. I mean, this conversation, now he, instead of calming people, he made it worse. Right. But it was already there. I mean, people, like, all over my Facebook for the last year, two years, you know, do you agree with, you know, players not standing during the anthem and, you know, should they be paid and you know I mean that's been going on for quite some time but last week you but, nine but players he, kneeled down this yeah. week you had 182 right but it's, exactly. it's, it's more because of what Trump said than what Kaepernick started I'm, I'm with right. but I, right. I'm not going to take anything away from what he started no I don't I, his million dollar campaign is doing exceptionally well you know there's enough mm -hmm. people who uh, are rallying around his cause that he did something fairly remarkable um, but they certainly blew it up, and this has nothing to do with Kaepernick or uh, no, it doesn't. the national anthem or anything else. We were talking earlier, but I mean, best guys, this is just ducking and dodging from another shitty week of news for a, a shitty Yeah, person. they, um, yeah, when they were so. interviewing, I didn't get to tell you that this morning, they were interviewing on, I was watching Good Morning America, and they were talking to one of the um, White House correspondents, and you know, they said, what, you know, what, what's your opinion or whatever she, however she was reporting it. And she said, well, you know, this is typical Trump when he's trying to, you know, um, deflect attention. Yeah. Off of another topic because now they're trying to do healthcare again. You know, he's got other things going on that he doesn't want people to look at. So he can't, I mean, that's how every time they pass something in Congress that nobody wants anything to do with. It's because something else is going on, and, and you don't. Facebook hand over the uh, yep the ads, all yeah. the Russian uh, ads, yeah. all the Russian ads, yeah. yeah. And Thirty thousand. His brother-in-law is using his private email for government business, and, and they're Ivanka. Yeah, yeah. Not, she well, she had a private email, but they haven't found any of her emails that were government-related. But Kushner for sure. And then, by all accounts, they are within weeks of, of indictments on a very wide range of things. I, I uh, just, so as soon as it hit Friday, I was like, he has got to be the stupidest person in the world. How many people do you know <laughs> that go up against the NFL that actually win or come out looking good? How many guys can change the conversation to right. the dumbest topics on earth on a dime like that? Like really? And it, it is. Everybody goes, ah, oh, he's the president. Does he know what he's saying? Yeah, he knows exactly what he's saying. Mm -hmm. You know, he goes, yeah, that's a talk to a bunch of rednecks. Everybody's just going, hey, guess what? I'm kind of with you, but I'm going to couch it in weird words. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> seem to be right. saying that the song relates to dead people in wars. Yeah. The kneeling relates to dead bodies in the streets. So this is my problem, and this is what I thought was a legitimate point that I heard about the Kaepernick protest. And it was about time and place and setting. So if I'm Kaepernick, I'm thinking, well, this is the biggest stage I'm going to get. So, and that's yeah. the moment you do it. And I get it. Well, he but, he... but the guy who was, was another player, it was the guy actually from the Steelers who came out of Illinois, the, the Army Ranger guy. Mm -hmm. He said, listen, 
And he didn't come all the way out. He, he stood stayed in the, in the tunnel. tunnel. Oh, he did? Yeah, but he was he, just outside the tunnel. Yeah. In the sense that they took a team vote and everybody agreed. <laughs> On both well, sides. But you have to remember, he's it a retired it ranger. Matter, there are probably other people who wanted to make points too, and they well. agreed as a team and did a team vote. He should have stayed in the locker room. Personal opinion, but it doesn't yeah. matter. But his point was that last year he gave an interview where he said, It's not that I have any problem with people kneeling down during the national anthem. It doesn't bother me at all. Same, and he was a military dude like him. But he said, The problem the, is, he said, The, the problem is going to be, Villanueva did oh, the same okay. guy. Because the problem with this is going to be that it's very quickly going to become about the national anthem and have nothing to do about cops being racist, which is what mm -hmm. the movement is supposed to be about. But it's like it's very, very quickly going to turn into are you a patriot, are you not, are you standing for the, the anthem, are you not? And which and is, which is all we hear now. That's, that's why we so changed the rhetoric. As a marketing dude, it's a terrible, terrible marketing ploy because yeah, he got attention for a while. But the, all the wrong kind of attention in the sense that his message was just stolen from him by somebody who's better at stealing it. Mm -hmm. Which gets, gets me back to the topic of last week's podcast is that, is that Trump is the king of the three car Monty. Yes. Like he, he, he's the ultimate hustler. He can swindle and hustle with the best of them. And, and uh, hijacking what this particular protest um, had, was supposed to be about, and 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 yeah, like you say, it's kind of insidiously brilliant, changing the national conversation to, you know, you're not a patriot because you're not standing with your hand over your heart. You're taking a knee, and uh, versus we're taking a knee against. Uh, Police brutality and police police killings uh, of innocent people. Yeah, because we are patriots, and that is the right of every patriot. Uh, and um, you know, it, it, I think what, the thing that bothers me um, so much is that there's been so many players that have been convicted of of like horrible shit that are still playing, but Kaepernick takes a, a personal political stance and he's basically blackballed from the league. Like, I think that bothers me more than anything else. You know, I, um, I'm not... Uh, At this point, I doubt he is going to be, I'm sure... Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. honestly, I, I, I doubt he's, I doubt any team's going to pick him up. Yeah, um, it's too much of a too much PR behind, behind it and if the NFL uh, is good for anything, and it's avoiding a bad PR if they can if they can avoid it. He's eligible for retirement, though, right? Uh, Kaepernick. Uh, how long was he in? Like, was he in over three years? That's when oh, he started getting your pension. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah. I think that that's really a short amount of time, but can, uh, think I'm of sure. Think the average span, uh, lifespan of an NFL. No, I, I mean, most people think three years, and that's all it takes to get a pension. Okay, well, you go get your ass beat every. Yeah, well, and, and you gotta think he's probably been getting his ass kicked since Pee Wee League, right? You know, so, like, so this is this is a lifetime of, of abuse on your body, and you know, so three years seems short, but it is really not. I mean, it, it, um, I, I I was into reading earlier, and I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently Jared Kushner sent a tweet out to Goodell 
about it's almost like kind of tongue-in-cheek saying hey if you cared more about cte and domestic violence oh don jr he did he did um he did tweet it and he said it's too bad you don't care as much about domestic violence and yeah. traumatic brain injury as you do about um disrespecting the national anthem or the flag or how whatever he used and i think that spoke volumes as well and that was kind of to your point it's like and he was just better at stealing the conversation and stealing the topic here because that's a very serious issue. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and that's something that, I mean, it's, I've heard that it's, it's putting a damper on Pop Warner leagues all around the country right now, the CTE situation. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, what do you really do now? You know, because the conversation obviously it isn't about what, it's a, what, it, what it was meant to be about anymore. It's about the flag and about patriotism. But now Don Jr. is shining the light on, hey, hey guys, let's get the CTE thing together. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have to get. Been, what's the sport with the most TTE cases? Soccer. 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 Really? Uh huh. By a mile and a half. It's not even close. Really? Yep. Well, you hit how? You oh, hit you constantly crowd. hitting a ball with your head. <laughs> even a chiropractor will tell you that that soccer is one of the worst sports for kids to play because yep. of the constant. You they know, they teach you how to hit it with your head. I mean, and it's just constantly place. and spine damage too because it just keeps yeah com compressing yep. your mm -hmm. spine. Yeah. It is just classic. Oh, I'm trying to do the right thing without ever thinking through all the consequences. Consequences, yeah. that being a big one. Yeah. I mean, so sports in general are bad for children. I mean, their bodies are still growing. They're they're bad physically for children. They're not bad for them. But I mean, it. I mean, you I, learn my a lot my about best it. friends, both of my best friends' sons played Pop Warner, and they got injured and had concussions. And I mean, it's ridiculous. You shouldn't have five and six year olds out there hitting each other. I mean, it's supposed uh, to be I, at a certain age. It's supposed to be flag and touch. Yeah. I just think that's the problem. I think the flag and touch football is a waste of people's time. It's, <laughs> it's just silly. No, it teaches you other lessons too, besides just the physical side. No, I, I definitely, I, I definitely. I'm not true. The, yes, and I get that. But when you're con from the age of five mm -hmm. till 25, 30, you're constantly hitting your head. That's not a good thing. Okay, well, you know, from five to 25, I'm sure I was riding a bike around and fell off a bunch. You, know, you didn't well, hit your head into like, another you, you object, did, you, though. I'm sure I did. You know, you can't <laughs> Chris, save from everything. All right. Like, if you're just that's wrap just, them up and That's not even a legitimate. Like, that's I the only option. No, I, 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 know, I, know, I know what you're saying. It's like, you, you, you can't, you can't just coddle the kids. But I do think that there's, yeah, I think my, my only real issue with, uh, with the way American football is played is that they don't teach another type of takedown method. You know, like everything is, everything is tackle and you, you're lunging with, with your head all the time and, and that's going to cause problems. The only other way though would be going for the legs and that's. Then you have knee and, and broken legs and knee injuries. Yeah. Well, you've got, you know, like like in rugby, you know, they, they teach you kind of a, like a, I forget what they call it's like a swoop and, and turn tackle, like they swoop you and turn you down versus like like launching themselves at you like a missile. And I think that's that's the only thing I would, I would want to see the NFL 
you try to try to teach others uh, other styles of tackle that uh, that you know could could you know give you less uh, issues in the future. You know, I mean, you have a hard time if you got a kid that's in the projects and he is just pissed off all the time. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, you yeah. got some just some kids that just come from a rough back. Oh yeah, and yeah, and they take out all that frustration on the field. I've been in some ooh. Yeah, and for two hours, <laughs> this yeah, kid is your bell is wrong. Everybody, I think he gave the whole team the concussion. But mm. I mean, he, he he was just that pissed off all the time, and I think you're gonna have a hard time with guys who have that much pent up, that much aggression from, from their environment to be on the field yeah. and for a game that's physical, and you're taught to be physical, right. and you're taught that that's how men express, you know, the exertion through their egos on the field. Yeah. And if you don't knock them down, then you're a punk. Yeah. Now you know what? Now that's a that's a podcast we're definitely gonna have to have is uh, uh, the well, just the way you raise boys versus the way you raise girls, because you know, as a boy, you know, you're you're taught, you know, like you you fall off your bike and you skin your knee. Yeah, ah, I saw that crying. Saw that crying. I'm gonna hit you in your chest. Stop. Like, you have and you and you learn really quick to suppress. Emotion, and you really wind up not knowing how to deal with any level of emotion at all. To tell you the truth, until you know you get older and have your own kids, and then all of a sudden you you, you can't help yourself. You're like, why am I crying and bouncing a baby? I don't understand. <laughs> like, like it's just like it's all of a sudden you just have to deal with it, and that's and that's just not something men are taught at all. Whereas you know women. You know, are generally taught to avoid aggressive contact altogether, and uh, and so you know you become uh, emotionally vicious and catty to one another. Where you know, as we will we will knock each other the fuck out and then go have a beer afterwards. You know, you know somebody will wear your same skirt to work and you will hate her forever. <laughs> like I don't understand how that works. Like I, not not you personally, but just women. But I have known women they have been mad at a woman for something quite just as petty. I will say. Um, all right, so we got to move forward. Um, so the uh, now infamous uh, tweets of Trump from last week. Uh, the one the the tweet where he was actually calling for. Um, Firings and suspensions of anybody who's uh, disrespecting our flag, and then of course uh, him at the rally. Actually, well, he'll tell you he wasn't calling for him. He would. He will tell you he was saying, "Wouldn't it be nice to see it?" Yeah. Well, that. Well, he also said back in our day we would have knocked him the fuck out. So yeah. You know, and like he he can. I just want somebody to knock him the fuck out yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm pretty sure that's coming. never happened, yeah. and yeah. he doesn't really know what that means. Yeah. Like yeah. you just the need to be knocked. The the fuck out. Yeah, uh, but and then the, the the whole during the rally, actually calling uh, calling Cap a son of a bitch. We well, called anybody that was kneeling yeah. a son of a bitch. But, and, and not, but that was called. but that was directed at Cap. Yeah. Everybody knows that he said, "Hey, wouldn't you like to see these sons of bitches?" Oh yeah. Now, although I, I was even reading the article, I was reading an article about how he was just the way he was saying those people. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 people like you. Well, it was in a room. It was in a in a rally, mm-hmm. or uh, I won't say rally. It was in a room. Uh, a room full of all white people 
saying and using terms like those people. The crazy black guy with the sign was in there. Uh, no, 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 the black guy. No, there was actually nobody behind him. There was nobody behind him. So there, no, there, yeah, there was a there, wall. There was no crazy. There was a wall, not people. There was no crazy black guy with the sign. It wasn't the border wall. I have noticed that. Uh, I have noticed the crazy black guy with the sign. I haven't mentioned him before because I have a complete theory on uh, on. On, on on anybody who would be behind Trump going, yeah, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I did think it was uh, 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 fitting and uh, and hilarious that uh, uh, Cap's mother uh, tweeted back. Um, uh, uh, I guess I am one happy lucky bitch. <laughs> like like if, I'm, if if he's a son of a bitch, I guess I'm one happy lucky bitch. I was like, that's all right. I was like, that's what I expect from your mama. <laughs> like, that's what your mama would be like, oh, well, fuck that. You gonna tell, call, call well, my baby. Surgery. He was adopted, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. He's, he's, he's biracial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's biracial. Yeah. I think he was adopted by, uh, by, by a former flanker. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Which is always why I thought it was, he was a strange poster boy for. This for the movement, anyway. I don't know because he he start he actually talked to um, a white player about um, he was just going to sit on the bench, and that white player said, "No, you should take a knee." So I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with the actual actions that he took. Yeah, he just strikes me as an odd poster boy. Yeah, because you know, he's not knows. fully why though. Like, because I don't think he ever really encountered that many problems growing up. You know, was, not the kinds of problems he's talking about. Oh, it, it was interesting. Right. What I, I honestly initially when he first started it, I, I had a huge question mark, and I was like, okay, <clears throat> you went from kissing your bicep when you scored a touchdown. To the rumors that you're sleeping with some of your teammates' wives or girlfriends, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. to now so you have this afro and this Malcolm X t-shirt. Where does this come from? Yeah, yeah. After you had a horrible season the year before, yeah, right. right? And now you have. Is a, that what you mean, Chris? And, and now you're showing. Yeah, he was That's, running a lot of game. So initially, felt, I felt a little three car money ish. Some PR. Yeah, well, yeah, and it, that's how it felt at the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. And, you know, I kind of grew to realize that you know. As as I think uh, as I think most, uh, in particularly uh, black men, do you come to a place where you realize there is no separate, there is no way to separate. You know, I think the only guy who really firmly mentally separated himself, uh, and look what happened to him, uh, was O.J. Simpson. Yeah, you know, because he most famously said, "I'm not black, I'm OJ." Mm. Mm -hmm. But you go back, okay. to, go back to Ali, mm -hmm. who was very strong mentally. Yeah, and he took it. I mean, they, yeah. they stripped him of his belt. They yeah. they took away all his licenses. Which actually gets me to um, really quick. How do you guys feel about Ray Lewis taking two knees? I just thought that was odd. He's just mad. Yeah, I just thought that was odd. That seemed money Yeah, I was just like, yeah, why, why, are, you, why are you kneeling? Yeah, yeah because he just, he thrashed everybody what, a couple weeks ago. In the what, and he mm -hmm. went to Trump Tower or whatever and met with Trump mm -hmm. at the beginning mm -hmm. of his uh, administration. Yeah. I mean, he's another tough one because, again, he barely beat the murder rap after mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. And Blake Bowl. Uh, to, yeah, certain, to a certain extent. Which gets me back to all these players who've been convicted for things or have had seriously uh, alleged crimes against them. They're still playing. <laughs> like, what the hell? Uh, but 
Yeah, it, and that also got me to thinking about. Um, so I remember hearing somebody say not recently that um, like players need to just be players, and you know, and you know, we were looking at something last night where it was uh, somebody on Fox News that was just saying, you know, America has afforded you, afforded you all these all these things and you've become wealthy and you've become famous because of it and you and it's how disrespectful and and but it got me to thinking about the fact that the athlete activist is not new to at all you know you just talked about uh muhammad ali and you know i i had to down a couple of names you know uh you know kind of famously you know ali we had uh, uh uh, Russell, you know, uh, basketball, you know, um, that he, you know, he was, he was uh, seriously into activism. You know, Jim Brown back in the day, Jesse Owens, you know, uh, uh, and you know, and 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 outside of um, outside of racial uh, equality battles, you know, you had like Billie Jean King, you know. Who uh, you know stood up, for, stood up, uh, you know, as an activist for women, you know, and so I'm like, you know, these these sports celebrities being an activist is not new, uh, and not new to American culture whatsoever, you know. So I wonder why now, which gets me back to my original question, what's so wrong with taking a knee? Because you know, it would it would be different if no athlete in the history of sports has ever stood um, up for a cause. Um, I just got a text from Dave. Hmm. He's in New Hampshire. That's why he's not here. Hmm. Um, but he said his opinion <laughs> on the NFL. Uh, this is a uh, big Dave out there for uh, your podcast now who uh, who don't know. Um, if you want to sit, that's your choice. But get your ass into your community and make a difference. Mm. That's I, I how. Pretty clearly working on that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's Dave's that. opinion. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I, gonna... I was, I'm actually a little surprised by that. I thought he might feel differently. Yeah, you and me both, actually. You and me both, actually. You know what you, you, you gave a number for yesterday. How many uh, for for the weekend? How many players? Was so there? what I read, and I think we're reading the same articles. So if I'm wrong, just tell me. But it was nine the week before. And then this week it was 182, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, they said over 100. I didn't hear the actual number, but they yeah, said over 108 um, owners. How many? They said oh, eight, eight owners. Eight owners. Eight owners came yeah, down on the came field. Came down on the field, locked arms with their with their teams, and, and uh, but then what was the stuff that you read too? Oh, about, about the, the uh, how much money they gave yeah. to Trump. It was seven point what two seven five million. Yeah, I yeah. saw a list of the yeah. donated a million. Really. <laughs> they donated, I guess, technically to the inaugural. Million, I think. Um, I mean, that's why, over and above right. I guess that's why I was saying who's ever gone up against the NFL and came out looking good because well, they tend to. They, they tend to. Right I'm trying to follow the money. Well, yeah. Well, they all like well, they, they almost they, all think, donated to Trump. Yeah. If you're an old billionaire, Robert Kraft is republicly friends with, uh, and so is Tom Brady. Which I just laugh at Tom Brady's Tom Brady's statement, which is, well, I mean, his words are kind of divisive. I mean, I guess I don't agree with them. My God, they just want to have it both ways. They don't yeah. want to come down too hard on him because they don't want to piss him off. Yeah. And yeah. Lose that connection, but you're also gonna be. Eh, 
this is a ride, I think. <laughs> so I, I have a question. What do you guys think about LeBron's comment about, um, did you guys see Love it? it. His, well, there were two. There was yeah. one with the tweet record on a bum, and then he gave a long press Well, not the, not the bum, but he, tweet, he did tweet, too, about the, um, you know, going to the White House was an honor until you came along. Yeah. yeah, there was that, and then he made another point about congratulations on canceling her bar stuff from the White House when he didn't want to go anyway. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, which is where he, that he's like, there was no, There was no <laughs> invitation to rescind because he had already he declined it. He was saying he wasn't ever going for you. Yeah, yeah that was funny. Yeah. And then he gave a great press conference today, which was oh, really okay. very well thought out. Well, wasn't he the one that um, spoke at the ESPY Awards? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it was him. Oh, and but he had the longer, the long speech about doing, you know, using your platform to. He would kind of expect that kids. from him. I mean, as just kind of honestly the leader of the NBA. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he's you like, yeah. You expect it, but it's honestly, very. As a major, major activist. I mean, he really is. If you saw any of the show that he did that was on CNBC where they went into Cleveland and took different mm. parts of the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, single-handedly is reviving this entire community. Uh, it was a great show. Mm -hmm. And again, some of this publicity and then But why does it take something like this for people to actually speak out publicly? Like, fully publicly about things? Yeah, I don't know that people haven't spoken out. I'm just thinking, what does it take for somebody to start paying attention to it? Well, it takes an idiot president to start running his mouth. I think, again, like you were saying, yeah. your Facebook was blowing up all last year, yeah. and you said it wasn't new. Yeah, a ton of people were talking about it. It was a big topic of conversation. A ton of everyday people were talking about it, well, not we, people that, <laughs> to Adrian's people. point, not people that have that large of a platform to speak. Well, if you're Tom Brady and you're sitting there thinking, I have millions of dollars in endorsement deals, do I really want to piss off, you know, those guys for 10 people that want well, to Well, he still didn't. Game? He, You just said. He was like, oh, I guess I don't agree with that. I agree. And this is why I think he's trying to have it both ways. But I can understand why he didn't do it last year. If you got millions of dollars on the line, I'd be like, well, let me think this one through a little bit. You know, I mean, like, I don't know what he particularly gains. But now he stands to lose really badly if he doesn't say anything. Yeah, right. I don't know. Exactly. At some point, at, at does, some point he's got enough point. money that, you know, it, it I don't know. I, yeah, I, 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 I just I, think that if you really feel that way and you're passionate about <laughs> it, you say it. Uh, I'm, you can't come out and say whatever you want on every topic under the sun. This is one bad topic in the world, and I would agree, but think of all the terrible topics that are out there in the world. I, how boring would it be if they just came out every single time and had to make a stupid statement? You know, I just, I, I, I don't care. It would be like the Oscars. It, it's like when, when, like, honestly, when musicians start talking or when other artists, like, I'm Brad Pitt, I go Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm like, I don't give a shit what you think. Yeah. You know, they're a bunch of nitwits. You know, and I'll give you a classic example. Like, all those people in St. Louis protesting right now, I guarantee you not a single one read the 30-page decision on the case. And it's not that I agree with the cop shooting the kid. Right. If you actually read the decision, if they had gone for secondary murder, it's a slam dunk. The guy went, and I only know this when my sister is a lawyer there who knew the judge, it was classic overreach from a prosecutor. It was a slam dunk secondary murder case, and that guy's doing time right now. But you can't have it both ways. You can't have a system with laws and then not follow those laws and not put right, it in the right. system. You know, the corrupt thing would have been file second-degree murder charges, right. and that dude's in jail. You know, this is what I mean. You can't be an activist without actually studying the cause. Well, you know, I think that I think the funny thing about uh, like any like anybody who really like cause hits home for them, and 
you know, I was I'm trying to remember what the movie was, but we were we were watching it and the um, the lawyer was like, look, it's not it's not a good idea. What you want to do isn't a good idea. It's not it's not winnable. This is what we can we can get this. And um, and uh, and I think for a lot of people, they're like, well, no, I, I, want, I want the fullest of the law. And, and then, okay, we'll go for it. And then when you don't get it, and then the system doesn't work. Well, actually, they tried to tell you that that, that wasn't gonna work in the first place. Well, and egos get involved and people, you know, well, you I mean, piss me off, so I'm gonna prosecute you to- The prosecutor doesn't lose you the way. The way it came out right now is because nobody actually studied the decision that the guy made and knows that he should just file secondary murder charges. It just looks like a corrupt judge passed down a shitty sentence, you know, regardless of the facts. Mm -hmm. When probably this is a dude who was trying to make a name for himself so he could climb the ranks, you know, and become governor or whatever he wants to be, you know, later in life. A lot of them starts with prosecutors. Yeah. And maybe he wants to be a federal judge at some point. Well, this would be a great case to have on your resume. You know, but when you start doing that shit and it doesn't work. Well, I mean, don't prosecutors need to win their case to... Well, so here's the thing. With the public backlash on this one, I don't think anybody's thinking, did the prosecutor win or lose? I think they're saying that judge is a piece of shit. And this is just another example of, uh, you know, an American judge in the Midwest being a racist asshole. Like, no, there's, there's well-established legal boundaries here that you have to prove these points to go for first-degree murder versus second-degree murder. Yeah. I mean, they're very specific. Yeah, yeah, and there is less time. I have criminology, I know. There is less time, there's less time to be given for second degree murder and I think people want people to go to jail for life and you know and, and yeah, emotionally, um, you know, I want, you know, every cop who's murdered uh, an unarmed, you know, person to get locked up as long as physically possible, you know. But I will say if you if if I can get you in jail for ten years, you know, or don't get you in jail at all, I'll put you in for ten years because you're not gonna fare well against the inmates. <laughs> so so the, the, the likelihood of you uh, escaping whole is uh, is low. What so. would have happened on the flip side is yeah. you would have gotten the maximum sentence. And no, never had a chance at parole. Because who who wants to be the guy who let that guy out of jail? Exactly. You know, and so I think it's a just a massive screw up. Yeah. On this part. But it's interesting. I mean, it ties in a little bit in the sense that again, if you're going to have a cause, which is why I hate like Leonardo DiCaprio so much. Like, don't tell me about trees and shit, and then fly a private plane all across the world. Spreading all kinds of toxic shit. Dave says. Dave says, look at Anquan, Bolden, Bolden. Is that his name? No. See you. Oh, <laughs> as an example, he's still voicing his opinion. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, to the getting getting your ass in your community. Yeah. Anyway, uh, since he is he is he is not here, we can only read his opinion from text. We're going to move on. Yeah. Uh, but I told him I would voice it. And you. that uh, and the last piece. Well, that, real quick, because yeah. this is kind of funny. Ties What was that line that Harvey Sanders said today? About, it was something about the cops at the game or something. Do you remember that? She was like, if you really want to protest this, oh, right. the national anthem or whatever, and the way to do it, you, you should be protesting to the face of the cops who are on the field to protect you. You know, like, why don't you go to their face and, and protest them? You know, and it was, 
never, I mean, I think it's a stupid point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it was just her dancing and watching her try to deflect everything was one of the funniest pieces of TV I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The, uh, you the know, Sean Spicer replacement. Yeah. 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 Kind of been making the talk show rounds, you know. It's inter- it's interesting because it's something that I did know, but um, you tend to forget uh, on this side of the TV. Um, it's not Sean Spicer's job to tell the the absolute truth as the uh, general public knows it. His job is to parrot what the White House wants him to say, um, and so. Every so often, which is why I think Sean Spicer was so bad at it. Um, He's not a good liar. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I don't. I don't think sometimes the these press secretaries believe what they're saying, but they have to say it because that's what the White House wants them to say. And then there's some people that you know believe this crap, you know, and that's when you get the uh, the, the uh, Huckabees and the uh, oh, what's the other one's name that I cannot stand. Right now, uh, on Trump's team, um, Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. It's like it's like every so often you get those people, and you know they believe this crap. Like they really believe. And, I just and then, don't understand her either, though. And, well, like, no, because like she, like she's she's just as bad and complicit to me as Trump is on any of these subjects. Because I can tell when she's saying this stuff, she believes what she's saying. Whereas Sean Spicer, I think he got so kind of angry with the with the reporters because he really didn't believe it. So he didn't want to have to stand up there and keep defending it and defending it because I, I don't even believe this shit any damn way. I just, he told me to say it. And uh, I almost rather them start the press conferences with, these are the things the White House wants me to say. Because <laughs> that way the press knows it's not you. <laughs> It's the White House because well, that the is press your job. knows that it's the general public that forgets well, it, it. it. Which is which is kind of my thing, you know. I'm like because at the end of the day, the press. But I will say um, I can't remember the last time we've had these types of issues uh, out of press secretary before. You know, it just it, it, like even the press secretaries in previous administrations have seemed to know. Um, I can't say that, <laughs> and they and they don't, you know, or well, they soft-pedal leadership, which, you know, it's funny. I, I always think of that movie, Remember the Titans, and every time something happens, and we get we get uh, you know we get a Charlottesville, or we get you know any of these kind of kind of racially charged. Uh, rallies or uprisings or whatever, you know, I, I always remember that line from Remember the Titans, you know, and, and attitude reflects leadership, you know. If, if there's an asshole at the top, everybody turns into an asshole because either you're an asshole that believes what the asshole at the top is saying, or you have to become an asshole to combat <laughs> the assholes on the other side, and, uh, and and it's not good for anybody. You know, every everybody's uh, fighting and divisive, and for little to no reason. But uh, 
let's move on to the last point in this segment. And, um, and this is allegedly because I haven't heard, I have not seen proof yet. Um, but I've heard a lot this week that, uh, one of the big, uh, uh, no thank yous that went out was, uh, Jay-Z turning down, uh, the opportunity to perform at the Super Bowl. Um, and allegedly, of course, him turning it down was because with all of the protests going on, he was not going to then, you know, lend his voice to, because the only way at that point you can lend your voice is to, is to start or make your entire show into a big protest, mm -hmm. which of course the NFL then wouldn't want you to be performing in the first place. They just want you to come do the hits. And, um, so, and, I, and I've also heard he's turned down uh, the Super Bowl before, you know, so I, so I can actually believe that this might be true. Um, you know, you know, his wife did do the Super Bowl, but she kind of turned her entire, her entire performance. She didn't say anything specific, but she kind of turned her entire performance into a form of protest um, in, in a very, uh, very subtle way. And I thought that that was, uh, I thought that that was interesting. But, um, you know, Jay turning it down, um, I thought was interesting. And once again, I don't know if that's true, but if it is true, I definitely can understand why he would do it. I mean, he's, he is notoriously on the player side. Um, Especially having a, 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 a player agency, you know, that he manages uh, several players. Yeah, that's what uh, I was saying. Uh, I would doubt that it's true. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that'd just be like, you know, at that point, he's a sports agent. It's the same reason he had to get up his share of yeah. the Nets. Yeah, share the Nets, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I would. Be a, con a huge conflict of interest. Well, exactly, exactly. It's going to be hard for any entertainer of color. Whether you're Hispanic, black, or whatever, yeah, and, and for anybody yeah. to perform at this year's Super Bowl, yeah, exactly. But don't you think it's a perfect opportunity to do it? Though I, I think the NFL wants more control of what you say. Yeah, even with all the owners now protesting, the saying owners are protesting. They're, they're full of crap. Well, I guess that way. No, they, 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 they might just they, because they, they're pushed by Trump. Well, they want their ratings so back. You know, their ratings have been slipping all season, and they just want their ratings back. And you know, with the way that it's going, this is looking like this may be one of the lower, lower-rated Super Bowls, you know, in in recent in recent years. Um, and yeah, it, to a get like like a Jay Z would be huge for the Super Bowl, and they would be guaranteed uh, a massive ratings boost. But um, I don't see, I don't know any artists like say artists of color that would that really would do it not 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 now not not this year um but who knows I so, mean, uh, especially if they don't let you have your voice right. yeah right but if you're a unifier or a you're you're protesting something hypothetically jay-z should actually i feel take a stand and do it because I mean I know the NFL is going to suppress you, but your just being there says a lot too. It's not saying you're pro NFL. You might be pro 
tabernacle taking a knee. I mean, you might be in your thing that they wouldn't allow that, but I feel like just him being there would say a lot. I mean, the only, the, I mean, honestly, the only way he could do that show and save face with his fan base is to perform in a Kaepernick jersey. Like, that's literally the only way he could save face with his fan base. Because his fan base would be furious if he did it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I don't I see his fan base agreeing with him. Because uh, Jay is notoriously, because he's always uh, rapped about uh, aspirational wealth and stuff like that. So he's always had a segment of his actual fan base that has opposed him, even, even being fans of him because of his content. So now they're like, oh, it was money grab, you know, for him doing it. And that's what they'd be thinking. So the only way he could do it is he, he did his whole set in a Kaepernick jersey. Or if jersey he wasn't paid. Time. How about if he wasn't paid to do it? Um, well, that would just be crazy. Yeah, and then who's going to do it? Jay-Z's not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, Jay-Z doesn't wake up without without a check. I'm like, he owns a color. Like, literally. They're gonna yeah. burn back whatever beetle is still alive, and they'll do all you need is love, and then that'll be it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's gonna be real good. It's gonna be some really good conversation. It's gonna be Hey, it's Britney, bitch. See? Yeah, it all comes back. <laughs> so, with that, we'll be right back. Hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www.americathemixtape.com, a cipher on American politics, society, and culture. And where'd I get that mixtape? Of course, www.cornerbodega.us, purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. All right, so we are back, and uh, before we get out of here, um, let's talk about today's sugar honey iced tea. And for those that don't know, these are things that I or a member of the group have found that are really cool, AKA the shit. And this week's sugar honey iced tea is massage. Um, uh, so last week, one of the questions uh, we had in the party game was uh, one thing that you may not know about somebody. <laughs> Uh, and one of the things that you may not know is that uh, I and an anonymous female um, every other week-ish uh, go and have massages. Um, uh, that sounds uh, luxurious, but really uh, we go for... We go and get tortured for an hour. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we go for deep tissue, uh, way more therapeutic than, uh, than relaxing. Uh, and uh, they basically uh, beat up on you and feel like you've been run over by a truck uh, for a couple of days mm -hmm. and then you feel and then you feel better um, but that got me to thinking one the fact that you go and you feel like you got ran over by a truck but you feel better in a day or two and that got me to thinking maybe that's what America needs right now maybe America needs a massage Calm down, relax. You know, I got to thinking, here's, here's some benefits of massage. So you have one, biggest one, uh, one of the biggest reasons is pain relief. You know, and we are 
emotionally as a nation feeling quite a bit of pain. And uh, uh, then there's stress relief. That goes without saying. That, that pain for all of us is due to a heightened sense of stress because of the way that our society is working right now that we don't like. You know, uh, it increases circulation, and anytime you can get your get your blood flowing and pumping, uh, you're gonna feel better and more energetic. You know, it boosts your immunity. So maybe we can fend off some of these things that's giving us these stresses, and maybe we can not pay as close attention to some of these idiotic tweets. And you know, it lowers your blood pressure, which uh, ties right back to the stress because. It, if you're stressed out, your blood pressure's up, and that leads to the pain. So, <clears throat> as you see where I'm going, um, as it relaxes, you know your your muscles and your mind, and it rehabilitates injuries, and it flushes out, you know, toxins that are in your body. You know, maybe America just needs a really good massage. You know calm the stress, calm the body, calm the mind, get rid of all this ex excess shit in our systems. And maybe we can uh, calm down and get back to a place where we're just talking to each other and, uh, and not, uh, not yelling at each other or the TVs. Not for four years, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, I'm going to end this podcast in the way I end all podcasts, and that is with the toast that started it all for me, and that is to good times with good people.